You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Gotta play some Drew McIntyre, Broken Dreams. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Wrestling Takeover. If you guys missed any of my previous episodes, please go and check them out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to tune in to the brand new episode of The Wrestling Takeover. This will be your official Monday Night Raw review. And be sure to subscribe and share and all that other good stuff. Also, check out all of my articles that I've ever wrote on discusspw.com. I will be getting back to the weekly uh, new articles coming up very soon. So stay tuned to that. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover and on Twitter at JT Takeover. Let's get down to business, man. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I still would say it was a good show. Uh, I have a lot of things that I want to get off my chest regarding this episode of Monday Night Raw. But overall, it wasn't better than last week. But I will still say that it, it was a good show. I feel like it was a pretty good show. So let's get right into it, man. The show opened up with Judgment Day. Uh, they boast about during the promo, they boasted over what they did to the Mysterios and Damian Priest said that he would retire Edge next week as that was actually announced two weeks ago that it will be Edge versus Damian Priest in Toronto, Canada. So they're going to go one-on-one there. I can't wait. to be pretty cool. So we've seen Rey Mysterio. He came out immediately to attack them, but eventually was overwhelmed. He got dominated. Uh, Finn Balor then hit the coup de grace onto Rey Mysterio, and he would have a steel chair and he would place it on his chest, pretty much sending a message to the Mysterios. Now, Judgment Day, I feel like there are, I would say they're actually getting a, I would say a personality check, a reality check. Uh, they're already getting character development finally, which is absolutely perfect for them. Because before Triple H was taking over, it was all Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon really didn't give a fuck about Judgment Day. And fuck Vince McMahon. Fuck him. Moving on. Judgment Day with Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, they didn't have any direction. They were directionless. They just came to a group that Edge was talking about how you wanted to create and work with two people that were really directionless and had nothing going for them. And that's when he introduced Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest. They came into the fold. They didn't really have a direction. We didn't really know the motive of Judgment Day. Edge explained it, which made perfect sense. But after that, they really weren't executed to, I would say, perfection. Uh, Their run has been trashed. Not anymore. That's over. But... In the beginning 
I'm thinking, I'm scratching my head. Why should I care about Judgment Day? What's their motto? What's their reason for attacking people? Why are they attacking this person? Why are they attacking that person? So on and so forth. And I was absolutely thinking about that each and every time. Now, they've been feuding with the Mysterios. I'm over it. I'm really over it. But at the same time, I've actually been enjoying what they've been doing because Dominic Mysterio is now really in the fold in the storyline. And I feel like Triple H and his team uh, with guarding Dominic, it feels like Dominic's going to turn heel on his father. But then it's like he's not at the same time. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley are trying to get Dominic to understand that his father is trying to hold him down. He's trying to hold him down. He's trying not to push him to the promised land. And that's what the Judgment Day is trying to get at Rey Mysterio uh, through Dominic there. But I am starting to figure out, like, are they really having the direction for these people regarding the storyline? Or does it feel like any other WWE storyline where you don't have an end game in sight? Now, I'm waiting for WWE to announce Finn Balor versus Edge at Clash at the Castle. I feel like that match needs to happen. Uh, the card already looks pretty stacked in my book. Uh, but we need to see Edge versus Finn Balor at Clash of the Castle. I think it needs to happen. That's just my thoughts. Uh, it was an overall, I would say, good opening promo. I enjoyed it. And that's pretty much it. Uh, we moved on to the opening contest of Monday Night Raw. This is the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. This was Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Nikki Ash and Doe Drop. So, <laughs> this was pretty crazy. Uh, so, we had Bianca Belair accommodated uh, Asuka and Bliss to the ring. Asuka and Bliss had the early advantage going into the first commercial break. Uh, Bliss and Asuka were able to maintain the control, uh, scoring the victory with the succession of their finishing uh, maneuvers on Doe Drop with Asuka tapping, uh, tapping out. and Or not Asuka tapping out, but Asuka tapping Doe Drop out with the octopus stretch. I apologize. It was actually Asuka who made Doe Drop tap out. And uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka got the win. And that's pretty much it. This match was not that bad. So it really wasn't that bad. I still have the same opinion. I'm not going to back off off of it. Uh, I feel like Vince McMahon creating the women's tag team titles was not a good decision because he had no teams. You have no teams. You're just putting women together for the sake of putting women together. You follow me? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So you're putting people together. You don't have a plan for these championships. You don't have credible teams. You need to have at least, I would say, like six, eight teams in the division to actually call it a tag team division. But you don't have that. So you're off the bat behind the eight ball with that one. But Triple H... He wants to create 
a tag team division for the women, and that's fine. But I still feel in my heart of hearts, you need to get rid of the women's tag team championships, and you need to introduce a women's intercontinental type of mid-card championship for the women's division. And that's how I feel. And I was pretty much, I would say, the only one really speaking up, not only on my show, but on social media as well. I'm sorry about that. That was a notification. Um, I was speaking up about it, that the WWE needs to apply a women's mid-card championship and have that float between Raw and SmackDown. But they're still sticking with the tag team titles. They're not going nowhere. So <laughs> I can't be complaining about it that much anymore because... It's not going nowhere. I just want Triple H and his crew uh, to have a plan in place. That's all I care about. You have a plan. You actually have at least six or eight women to make it a quality division. You give them storylines. You give them great character development. I'm all layers then. But that's pretty much it. So Alexa and Oscar won. Next up, we got backstage and Austin Theory returned. It was great to see Austin Theory here. Continuing the story with Dolph Ziggler. Speaking of Ziggler, he interrupted his interview and said that when he was Mr. Money in the Bank, it mattered because he earned the briefcase. In response to Austin Theory, said that unlike Dolph Ziggler, he won't run and won't ruin his own career after he cashes in the money in the bank. <whistles> some bars, man. Throwing some jabs at Ziggler. Uh, Dolph Ziggler obviously got pissed off. He attacks Austin Theory. And they begin fighting into the commercial break. And we come back from that and we see highlights as shown of both men fighting throughout the commercial into the backstage area. I love this. This is the mini feud. I love it, Triple H. This is the type of shit that I'm talking about. If you're not in the world title scene, you're not in the IC title picture, you're still being used properly in a, I would say, blood feud type of story and rivalry and this is what i'm seeing and this is perfect right here between ziggler and austin theory it's great can't really complain about it really can't when they get in the ring austin theory and dolph ziggler whoo it's gonna be great i can't wait next up we've seen highlights shown of bobby lashley defeating tommaso champa in to retain the United States Championship last week. That match was great. And then Bobby Lashley later on in the show had to defend the United States Championship against AJ Styles. That match was really good. I'll get to it later on in the show. Next up, we got Tommaso Ciampa in a backstage interview. Says that he will become a champion in his next opportunity. The Miz complained about AJ Styles being gifted a United States Championship opportunity. He also gives Tommaso Ciampa a necklace featuring a photo of them. Tommaso and Miz are in action, obviously, coming up soon. Um, this is stupid. This is dumb. Get Tommaso Ciampa away from the Miz. Please. He doesn't need the Miz. I need the psycho killer from NXT back. That's what I want to see with Tommaso Ciampa. I do not want to see him in the Miz. 
This is doing nothing for Tommaso Ciampa. I understand that there are people within the IWC community saying that, oh, Tommaso Ciampa's on TV. I mean, yeah, but he's not in anything significant. There's a difference. There's a difference. If he was in something significant, people would actually give a fuck. I don't really give a fuck about The Miz and this feud right now. I don't care. This partnership, I don't care. They're a makeshift group. They're a makeshift tag team. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think Miz should do his own thing. Tommaso Ciampa obviously needs to do his own thing. We need Psycho Killer back from the NXT days on the main roster. And that's what I want to see. Whatever, man. We'll see what happens with him. But I think Tommaso Ciampa ultimately will be fine. He's in the hands of Triple H. Triple H will not do his boy wrong at all. Speaking of Tommaso Ciampa and The Miz, they went against Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. For the short amount of time that this match was, this was a very fun match. We've seen a lot of great professional wrestling. Vince, fuck you. It's professional wrestling. You are a wrestling promotion. You motherfucker. Idiot. You're a wrestling company. Pro wrestling. I won a world championship. I won a title. I have a title belt around my waist. Pro wrestling. Fucking dumb. And I'm going to talk about that. Drew McIntyre and... Kevin Owens promo coming up next, man. It was awesome. I loved it. But again, Tommaso Ciampa and Miz, uh, they defeated Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. And like I said, for the short amount of time that this match was given, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so we actually see Mustafa Ali. He went for a 450 splash on Miz when Tommaso Ciampa caught him with the running knee, which looked incredible in slow motion with the running knee. And hit the fairy tale ending for the victory. That's pretty much it. Like I said, I need to see Psycho Killer Tommaso Ciampa back. And The Miz really needs to do his own thing as well. So I don't want to disrespect The Miz. Uh, I want to definitely give him his flowers. But we need to see Psycho Killer Tommaso Ciampa back in the mix and in the singles division. But not yet. I, I really want Johnny Gargano, I want DIY. The tag team division. Let's see what happens. Next up, we had a family photo. Oh, God. Uh, this was shown as Ezekiel was convalescing in a hospital bed. Uh, it is said that it will be a long time before he comes back. So we've pretty much seen people dressed up as Ezekiel. Elias there. And um, it was kind of like a family portrait thing. It's lame. I get what they're trying to do. You know, as much as I complain and bitch, which I have every right to, I complain because I want WWE to be better creatively. I can't get it out of my mind, man. We're always just going to see some comedy bullshit on the show. That's just how it is going to be. And it sucks because I feel like they do too many comedy stuff. I don't mind the comedy. It's just when you do it over and over and over again, it just becomes embarrassing at this point. And this shit with Ezekiel needs to go. You need to get this guy off of TV. You need to give him a completely new character. Or you need to give me Elias back. Please. 
because this is ridiculous. This Ezekiel shit is boring. It's not funny. <laughs> and it's just really embarrassing, to be honest with you. And that's how I feel about it. Moving on. Drew McIntyre. Uh, he will be on Monday Night Raw Nexus for commercial break. Uh, as he was walking through the backstage area, there were more uh, company ongoing similar to last week. Uh, video packages and this and that. I want to play something with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, I miss your old theme song, Broken Dreams. I seen a custom Titantron remake by DR6 Edits. It's a beautiful shot, and I'm going to play it here because I love the song. And I really want him to be playing this during his Clash of Champions uh, entrance when he goes one-on-one against Roman Reigns. Love it. All right, yeah, I just wanted to play a little bit of that, man. Broken Dreams needs to come back with Drew McIntyre. Uh, his theme song now, it's, it is what it is, man. It's all right, but uh, fuck that. We need broken dreams, no question about it. And it's just something that needs to come back. That's pretty much how I feel about it. Fuck it. So we need to get that back. I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking at some, uh, some photos of uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi. Oh, my God. They are so beautiful. Uh, I guess Sasha Banks is rocking brown hair, man. You love to see it. She looks great. So does Naomi. They both look fantastic. Uh, they're both at the premiere of She-Hulk. Um, yeah, man. I just seen it right now pop on my timeline, so I just wanted to comment on that. But continuing on, I can't wait for them two to come back. I really can't. I'm so excited. Uh, Drew McIntyre, he cut a promo talking about wanting to win the WWE Undisputed Championship. He says that reports of his back being hurt are because he had to carry the company on his back. I love that he said that. He mentioned it like that. That was great. After that, he says that he tosses out some future matches that he can have for the titles, including going up against people like Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa, Karrion Cross, Seth Rollins, and AJ Styles. But he didn't mention Kevin Owens. Speaking of Kevin Owens, he came out and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. It's going to be great. Let's get it. So KO, he comes out to interrupt. Uh, Kevin Owens says he's found himself and he's going to be back to being the prize fighter and that every champion in WWE is a target. Drew McIntyre says that it's time for them to stop talking 
and start fighting because they are wrestlers in a wrestling ring. Vince, fuck you. They are professional wrestlers. You twat. They're not superstars. Thank God Vince is gone because these narratives that, oh, they're superstars. No. The pro wrestlers. Get it through your thick head. The professional wrestlers. This is a pro wrestling company. World Wrestling Entertainment. This promo was great. I loved it. I really loved that Drew McIntyre brought up um, their wrestlers wrestling in a wrestling ring. Love it. Love it. Let's get it. Um, we actually had Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre 1v1. Uh, so they went, they duked it out. Uh, Owens McIntyre go back and forth. Uh, they, they had a great, tremendous match. This was fun, hard-hitting. The crowd loved it. These type of matches you love to see. And Triple H loves professional wrestling. He's going to give us professional wrestling. Bottom line, you'd love to see it, man. At the end of the day, Drew McIntyre won by disqualification, and I honestly didn't mind this because it protected Kevin Owens, and that's kind of all that matters. I'm interested to see what's next for Kevin Owens, what direction Kevin Owens is going to uh, possibly be in. We'll see what happens. We know what Drew McIntyre is going to do. He's going to go 1v1 against uh, Roman Reigns at Clash at the Castle. So should be pretty interesting. I still think Roman Reigns should get the win. I'm just saying, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, like I said, this was a fun match. I enjoyed it. Another highlight for me from Monday Night Raw. Next up, we had Matt Riddle. He is showing being mic'd up for his interview. Seth Rollins then makes his way to the ring. I love Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is really one of my favorite parts of WWE on a weekly basis. It's just great seeing Seth Rollins. And he's always been really one of my favorites out of the shield. It's always been Rollins to me. And then, um, you know, John Moxley and then Roman Reigns. I love all three of these men. John Moxley. Uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. All three of them are fantastic. They are killing it right now in the world of professional wrestling, and you love to see it as a fan. But Seth Rollins never misses. Seth Rollins is great character development. We know Seth Rollins is one of the best in the ring, no question. If Seth Rollins from an in-ring perspective is not in your top five, I'm not kidding you. You really should rip your list off. should rip your list. Because Seth Rollins, this year, has been putting on bangers. And we're going to get another banger a Clash at the Castle with he and Matt Riddle. As they were announced to go 1v1 at Clash at the Castle. I love it. I love it. Let's get it. But uh, Seth Rollins um, is excited that Riddle is going to announce their, his retirement. Riddle shows up on the Titan Tron and reveals that he is not going to be retiring and he's actually in the building and medically cleared. Ooh. And he runs down, and they square off in a circle. Um, he beats up Seth Rollins, chases him off into the crowd. This was great. This was awesome. I really love this. Uh, like I said, they were announced for Clash at the Castle. Next up, we've seen another vignette showing 
uh, AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley being hyped up for uh, what we're going to see between those two for the U.S. title. And I loved it. It's great. Uh, back from commercial, Riddle officially challenged Seth Rollins to a match at Clash at the Castle. You will love to see it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be in for another banger of a Seth Rollins match. I love it. They were supposed to have that clinic at, at uh, SummerSlam. Excuse me. They're going to have one at Clash at the Castle. Next up, we've seen Veer. Um, I don't give a fuck about this. I really don't. I'm just not clicking with Veer. I'm willing to give him a shot, though. He has a great look to him. He has a great look to him, but, uh, you know, you got to create new stars somehow, some way. And if Veer is going to be one of those people that are going to be a new star, that's great. God bless him. Uh, each and every one of us has our own favorite people or people that we can connect with. I just really can't connect with Veer. But like I said, you need to start creating new stars somehow, some way. And Veer definitely needs to be one of those people. You need to give him uh, direction from a creative perspective, character, storyline. We'll see what happens, but I'm just not a big fan of him. But I'm willing to give him a shot. So we'll see what happens. He won at the end of the day. He won via submission. That's pretty much it. So we actually got... Next up, this was actually in the middle of the show. But before the U.S. title match, we had Dakota Kai. She is interviewed. I love Dakota Kai. I'm so happy that Dakota Kai is back. That's been my girl in NXT. Love her, man. Big fan of Dakota Kai. Uh, she is interviewed by uh, Sarah Schreiber. And Dakota and EO Sky. EO is the best. One of the best. And like I said with Seth Rollins, if Eel Sky is not in your top five of the best in the world, if not top five, at least in the top ten. Seth Rollins as well. Okay, if Seth Rollins and Eel Sky are not in your top ten in the world, respectively, get rid of your list because you're an embarrassment. Straight up. Eel Sky is awesome. I love her mannerisms. She looks great. She's great to look at. Uh, very beautiful woman. Um, she's great in the ring, too. One of the best in the business. When it comes to women's wrestling, she's top five. No question. Don't at me. Don't at me. EO Sky, Sasha Banks, right? You got Thunder Rosa. You have some others out there, man. But those three immediately pop up in my mind instantly uh, when it comes to being the best in the world with women's wrestling but EO Sky and Bailey Bailey's on that list too for sure being the best in the world uh control I love that name control it's great so Dakota Kai um and EO Sky and Bailey they boast about eventually winning the tag team tournament I'll talk about that in a second Dakota walked out uh to her opponent tonight Dana Brooke uh who said she's ready 24 7 Dakota Kai suggests that she should be scared. Uh, that 24-7, please, Dakota. Sweetheart, please don't tell me you're going to get that 24-7 title. Please get rid of that championship, Paul Levesque. Please. Fuck Fox. Fuck him. Fuck USA Network 2. Fuck him. Get rid 
of the 24-7 title. Please. It wasn't on the show tonight. Thank God. But every time I hear a 24-7, oh, God. You just, that title needs to go. That title is an embarrassment. It's a joke of a concept. It's not a creative concept. It's not the hardcore title. Get rid of it. But either way, good promo by Dakota Kai, good promo by EO Sky and Bailey. I love the control faction. It's great. Three of my favorite women, man, in the world. All three of them are fantastic. So next up, I thought this would be the main event. I was pretty surprised it wasn't. Uh, the United States Championship match is up next. We got Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles. AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley had a long match. Prestige. Prestige for the United States Championship. You love to see it. Triple H not disrespecting the United States Championship. Putting respect on that title's name and that title's legacy. You love it. This was great. This match was fine. I enjoyed it for the most part. Wasn't insulting my intelligence. Bobby Lashley won at the end of the day. He won via pinfall, via spear. Uh, like I said, uh, Lashley was able to get the pinfall with the victory after spearing AJ Styles. Beautiful spear by Lashley, by the way. He has one of the most underrated spears in the business. This was an enjoyable match. I, I liked it a lot. I really did. Uh, Bobby Lashley, he's being built up like a beast. And uh, Triple H, I know you're building up that boy Gunther on SmackDown. I know we getting what we going to get. Gunther versus Bobby Lashley at Survivor Series. Love it. U.S. champion versus IC champion. We talking now. We talking now. Let's go. Let's get it. I can't wait. That is going to be really, really cool. I'm very excited. Let's go. Oh, man. Look at that picture of Eel Sky. She's so pretty. All right, continue match. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so, like I said, speaking of EO Sky, uh, her best friend Dakota Kai went 1v1 against Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke needs to get some direction as well. You need to utilize her a lot more better. We'll see uh, with that. But Dakota Kai got the win at the end of the day. Uh, this was kind of like a, a low chess match between... Uh, Kai and Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke got some somewhat offense in, but at the end of the day, Dakota Kai just beat her ass. It's pretty much it. And again, control. Great faction. Nothing really to complain about there. Next up, we've seen a vignette airs for Edge versus Damian Priest next week. Next week will also feature the next match in the women's tag team tournament. The main event. This is going to be a, a short review, ladies and gentlemen, but you know, like I said, it was a good show tonight, but not a lot of things happened tonight on Monday Night Raw. Um, I'll talk about Clash at the Castle just a little bit after of Monday Night Raw, kind of fantasy book, a little bit of stuff before I end the podcast. Uh, thank you guys again for joining me for a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover. This is your official Monday Night Raw post-show review. Be sure to subscribe and listen to the Wrestling Takeover on all audio podcasting platforms be sure to follow me on twitter at jt takeover 
and follow me on Instagram at the wrestling takeover. And also check out all of my uh, articles on discusspw.com. Brand new articles will be dropping very soon. Also, casual conversations. They're coming soon, guys. All right. Uh, I'm just trying to gain some connections there, man. Reach out to some people to do some interviews. But there will be some casual conversations coming soon. So stay tuned to that. Uh, we got Dolph Ziggler and Theory. They were actually the main event. I was pretty surprised by that. This match really didn't do anything for me, though. It's the problem. I love where they were going with it, but they didn't do anything in terms of quality of match. Uh, it was okay for the most part, but it wasn't like gaining my attention. Uh, Austin Theory won, though. At the end of the day, he won uh, via pinfall. That's pretty much it. That is kind of how Monday Night Raw ended, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing really too fancy, to be honest with you. Uh, again, solid episode of Monday Night Raw. Nothing too fancy, nothing too uh, pretty. Um, clash at the Castle. It's going to be great. Austin Theory, is he going to cash in? A lot of people say yes. A lot of people say no. Um, I feel like I'm in the minority of people. There are people that are on my side, but we're in the minority uh, when it comes to Drew McIntyre, I just feel like he's not the right guy, but they're building him up as that dude to beat Roman Reigns. I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I'm not going to be mad if Drew is the guy that beats Roman. I'm going to actually be pretty shocked because Roman actually got pinned. He hasn't got pinned in years. So I'm going to be shocked about that. But at the end of the day, man, it might actually be Drew. We don't know. We'll see. Uh, EL Sky, Dakota Kai, that rhymes and I love it. And Bailey will be going up against Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair. I love this feud. This feud has been very fun. Uh, you know, their reasons of fighting each other is pretty simple, man. Disrespecting each other. That's pretty much it. Jabbing personal jabs at each other. You love it. And they'll be going in a tag team match, six women tag team match at Clash at the Castle. I think Bianca Belair's opponent will be Bailey coming out of this. And I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, I'm wondering if Bianca Belair is eventually going to lose that title this year. We'll see. I don't know. I think Io Sky can take the title from her. I think Dakota Kai can. I also think Bailey could as well. So it should, should be really interesting to see what direction Bianca Belair goes in after Clash at the Castle. Dexter Loomis. This guy is a psychopath. He's a psychopath. He was all over the place tonight. All over the place. Uh, this guy's psycho. Really, he, he really is. Um, he actually was outside the ring. He was in the crowd. And people, the commentary booth, Corey Graves and everybody were trying to act like, oh, that's a fan. I mean, come on, y'all. Y'all didn't play me. I knew that was Dax Loomis, but still. Playing off the facade of, oh, shit, that's a fan. And in reality, it wasn't. It was actually uh, Dexter Loomis. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be great. Um, I think the feud with AJ Styles and Dexter Loomis is going to be awesome. I'm really excited. I love the way Triple H is utilizing Dexter Loomis right now. It's nothing to like playing about from that standpoint. So looks like we're going to get a feud with Dexter Loomis and AJ Styles soon. Should be pretty good. Um, anything else, man? You know, that's pretty much it. Uh, Monday Night Raw is doing some solid things right now. 
It's going slow right now. I want people to continue to realize that we're not going to get everything in one shot. It's going to take, might take another year, man. It really will because WWE, Vince McMahon really fucked up a lot of things creatively. And um, I want to actually read something. Okay, this is how mental WWE is. Okay. Um, I don't know who put this out. Whoever put this out, they're fucking dumb. Uh, this is what they said, WWE. They said, quote, the re, uh, reinstation of Vincent Kennedy McMahon could effectively affect our ability to create popular characters and creative storylines or could otherwise adversely affect our operating results. WWE. You fucking kidding me? No, it won't. No, it won't. You don't need Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon was a pawn. He was a pawn. He didn't do anything right. He didn't do... God. I'm trying with this Sasha Banks shit. I, I really am. This girl looks... They look great. They look great, man. I can't wait for them to come back. I'm so excited. Um, But... Vince McMahon, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares, bruh. Simple. And so, talking about how creative is going to be messed up without him. No, it won't. It will be just fine. Trust me. It'll be just fine. But uh, thank you guys again for joining me right here on another episode of The Wrestling Takeover, the number one podcast when it comes to creativity and honesty. I'm going to continue to, you know, be myself, be honest, be truthful, always speak my mind, be very creative. And again, if you guys can just continue to support the podcast, streaming on all audio platforms and spread the word of the podcast, I would really appreciate it. I got to get on some of these articles this week. I got to at least hit one of them this week. I'm going to try to um, and continue to follow me on social media, Twitter, JT Takeover and Instagram at the wrestling takeover thank you guys so much for tuning in to a brand new episode of the wrestling takeover this was your official monday night raw review results analysis if you guys can check this podcast out during the week i'd appreciate it i'll see you guys next time